Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Scottish Slash Reads. I'm Scottish Slash, Alex. And I'm the roaster, Jeanette. <laughs> and this episode we're going to be doing um, is called Anti Resand Anonymous Club. Um, so I'm going to let you guess what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we both have very strong, very opposite opinions regarding Sarah J Mass. Mm, not fully opposite, actually. Okay. I use logic and understanding <laughs> and Alex uses something like feelings or whatever. So, <laughs> okay. But okay, no, because we both agree a lot. A lot of our opinions are very similar when it comes to Akhtar. Yeah. It's her other novels that you and I differ in. Okay, here's the disclaimer. Me, the troll, have only read Akhtar and disclaimer i hated it mostly i love the characters i thought they were beautifully developed i hated the writing style so much it bothered me to another level so i'll probably never read her other books alex is a devout devout throne of glass person she was showing me earlier her three different sets of throne of glass three of of all the books not just one all three Mm-hmm. And she's also read Crescent City and has three copies of those as well. So here we go. Okay. Are. First of all, let me say though, I need all of those versions of Throne of Glass. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Okay. You're literally like, I have the hardbacks right next to the minis, and then yeah. the paperbacks are right above it. Like, yeah. I mean, that that doesn't seem wild to me. You don't have more than one set of eyes. Do you know what, Jay? See, when your book comes out, you're going to appreciate the fact that I buy multiple copies of the same book, okay? I'll still think it's insane. But be go- <laughs> Because you know what my mom, people always say to my mother whenever she wanted to get a second horse, like, you only have one ass. What are you going to do with the second horse, okay? So you only have one set of eyes. Why would you buy another pair of the same book? Right, whatever. I just would like to say right now, that if you are a huge fan of Sergi Mass and you're one of those like crazy fans that like goes ham at people for having opinions that aren't yours, this might not be the episode for you. Oh yeah, I'll make you cry. And I will stop. I would stop right now. <laughs> Turn us off. Pick a different channel. We're going to ruin it for you. Come back next week, but yeah. this will not be the episode for oh, you. Oh yeah, one. next week for the blood boners. The blood blow jobs. Blood blow jobs. The blood blow jobs. <laughs> Um, I'm also going to say quickly, um, this episode will have swearing and spoilers for all of Sarah G. Max's oh. works. Yeah. Um, all of them. So up until Silver Flames for Akhtar, up until uh, Kingdom of Ash for Throne of Glass, and it will have Crescent City spoilers too. So if you've not finished them and you don't want spoilers, don't listen any further. <laughs> Yeah, because I have a lot of opinions right? <laughs> and I won't okay. be able to stop myself. Jay, you've not even read Silver Flames. Okay, that's because I would rather die than read Smut written by Sarah J. Mass. But Cassian! Okay. <laughs> All right, wait, you have an outline. You said you wanted to go, do you sorry, want to go in order? Do you want yes. to go off on Akatar? No, no, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, we have an outline. So we're going to start with Throne of Glass, okay? So let me first say how much I love throne of glass okay i love it it's not perfect it's yeah, not yeah. perfect like no, most of the works yeah not perfect 
it's not perfect, but the character development, chef's kiss. That is her specialty. I will give her that she does amazing characters. She makes them extremely relatable, Mm -hmm. which is why people like resonate with these books. Mm -hmm. My problem is the absolute lack of fucking plot in anything. Okay, so I actually found the plot for Throne of Glass very good. Um, obviously like I say it, was, it wasn't perfect there were things that I would have changed but I just want to say straight off the bat that if you are a kale hater we cannot be friends because I loved him. him from the outset and throughout even when people were like oh but he was horrible in Queen of Shadows I fucking loved him from the outset and throughout okay is that like the equivalent of saying you still love Tamlin Oh, gross. No, absolutely not. Listen. Well, like it is. Because isn't Kale the first love interest? <sighs> no. Well, no. No, he's not. Sam was the first love interest, right? Oh, Sam died. Sam? How, like, tame a name for her. Yeah, Sam died, though. No, so listen, here's the thing about Kale. I, my feelings on Kale are that he gets a really hard time because he didn't accept Aelin for what she was. But he grew up being told that magic was, like, terrible and should be feared and stuff. And then it seems like the readers just expected him to do like a huge 180, like immediately as soon as he found out that Aelin was like fae and, you know, had these powers. And he was just like, he was adjusting, you know? I mean, okay. He was adjusting, Jay. Yes, I'll give you that. That is realistic. Like she does give realistic kind of reactions for characters. I mean, not to go obviously back to Akatar, but I feel like that kind of went out the window in Akasif, especially for Resand. Like, come on, what the fuck? Oh my god! Anyway, you're just so you, you're like so ready to talk about like Akatar. You're like so That's ready. obviously because I haven't. Well, okay. I mean, we could talk about my beef with Throne of Glass. Do you want to go on it? If I mean, you know, just go off then. On you go. <laughs> okay. My problem is is that she goes through this whole thing like and this is honestly my understanding i've read spoilers i obviously know what happens um alex has told me a lot because she's tried to convince me multiple times to read the books i never will i'm not here for fucking four love interests that just seems like a waste of my time four love interests it's not four it's three love interests oh my god two of them are when she's selena okay still so she, when she's Aelin, she's only really got one love interest and it's Rowan and Rowan is perfection. All right. From what I've heard about Rowan, I do, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. But my problem isn't even the love interest. It's that she goes through, what, eight books? Having turned Aelin into this amazing, badass world ender. And then she takes away her power in the end. Yeah, right. Yes. And we will talk about this again later. But that is something that has always frustrated me and does frustrate me throughout Sarah's writing is the fact that she has this like feminist message, but then she always takes away their power to- It's like anti-feminist. Yeah. It's like fake feminist. Yeah. And it really upsets me. And it has always really upset me um, because it's a big thing throughout that Aelin and Rowan are like, because they're Karanam and their powers are like- equivalent right like they're supposed to be like close yeah Yeah. and then Aelin loses her power and I mean obviously like her and Rowan are still like Karanam and stuff but she doesn't have that power anymore but Rowan does so once again Rowan is then like king of terror wait couldn't Rowan have given up his power 
No, because Aelin was the one who was chosen to close the word gate. Well, Aelin and and sort of Dorian also, but that's a, it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it really upset me. It really yeah. upset me. I don't like, I mean, not to bring in like, obviously, this is also a, sh- a spoiler for Lee Bardugo's uh, Shadow and Bone series, but the fact that Alina gives up her power at the end of it, in order to yeah, have a happy ending. I hate that that's a trope. I know. Females really should know. never give up their power if you are having this whole series about a female changing the world. It should not end with them losing their power. No, I agree. That's just you're you're literally subverting the entire plot at that point. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Which but, is one of the reasons I'll never read episodes. Okay, but you don't. You need to understand that the characters in Throne of Glass are so good. Like, what is it you called her in your in your TikTok video? Yield. <laughs> okay, not to bring this back, but she still literally told me this morning. She goes, "I can't believe I'm on Facetime with someone I hated on TikTok because she didn't know how to pronounce uh Elid's name." Elid's name. I know. I know some people say Glass for Throne of Glass memes. I had not read the books. Also, even if I had read the books, I still wouldn't have known how to pronounce it. I feel like, though, it's unforgivable, honestly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so speaking of Elite, though, Elite is such an amazing character. And her and Lorcan's relationship, oh, it's just everything. It's everything. You don't yeah, even understand. Should we talk about the Fate to Black? That fucking fade to black. Are you eight fucking books? Eight books I waited for Lorcan Smart. Are you shitting me? And then she gave me, and then Lorcan did. Are you kidding me? No. I mean, let's be honest. Sarah can't write smut. She Maybe, can't. It would have been it would have been better than nothing. I doubt it. It would have been better than a fade to black. That fade to black, like I, I like yeeted my book. That's like when people okay. I mean, I'm gonna keep moving. See, I keep comparing it to Akatar because that's obviously that's what fine. I tried. But yeah, the fact that she actually like went new adult for this one, and then the fact that people like were like, oh, "So hot, so spicy," and like the the quotes that I was seeing from it, I was like, "These are like elementary grade shit. Like, this is not spicy." Like, and people are like, "Oh my god, five chili peppers for Akatar." Hold on, hold on. Can we just preface this by saying? That you read Cresley Cole's Immortal After Dark series at the age of 11. <laughs> that needs to be prefaced because... I feel like we'll go deeply into that in episode three. But yes, no. okay. I was... Disclaimer. Me, Jeanette, I was spoiled at smut by the goddess, Cresley Cole, at a very young age. Sorry, did you say me, Jeanette, as in people would think I was Jeanette? <laughs> I don't know. I just have to be sure. Um... <laughs> I mean, not like you have an accent or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I read A Hunger Like No Other when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And obviously that set the standard for smut for me for the future. So Sarah, smut is horrendous. To All me. I'm saying is that some people who read these books, this will be their first encounter with smut. And it's probably quite a good like. Beginner. I mean, it's probably good. Yeah, like. You don't okay. want to go in, you don't want to read your first smut book and have like a full-on blood blowjob. I'm sorry, but you don't want, you'll be I like, mean, what? Like I did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I probably would, but. <laughs> um, but yes, so I can, I can see that being like an intro to smut, but the fact that people kept saying like, oh, 
chapter 54 oh my god resand literally if a man drew an arrow on my stomach in paint and said in case you forget where this is going i would be dry as the sahara down oh there god, okay. we're still talking throne of glass and you're sorry like, i'm still not over you're it. like so ready to like bash <laughs> me sand i fucking love it i have like- ptsd from those books honestly um right before we wrap up throne of glass because i know you've not read it so i'll just i've got one more point and then we can go for it okay in fact two more points first of all manon though wow she's just like everything to me (laughs) (laughs) manon manon and dorian like where the fuck did that come from right because dorian was like this sweet like boy next door and then all of a sudden he was like like etching her with his phantom hands and i was like what Oh my god. I love I that. I love that. I'm Pedro just in my dreams, but do you know his the Phantom Hands were in play? Um also I'd like to say that I really need everyone to stop simping over Adian because purely of from what happened on page 294 in um I think it was Kingdom of Ash. Kingdom of Ash. The fact that you have the page memorized is very concerning. I I made a note of it. You you were there. I looked for it because I was so outraged when he throws Lysandra into the snow when she's like naked. (laughs) And then they end up fucking getting married anyway. Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) Absolutely fucking not. I do not accept that. No, no. Yeah. No. Unacceptable. Anyway, right. Um, we're gonna move on to Akhtar because you're like shaking with like anticipation. You're like shaking with anticipation. To, I'm like, ready to just destroy these books, honestly. Yeah, I know. But listen, okay. If you come for Cassian, I won't. I told you he's my one fear boy. If you come for Cassian, I will hunt you down. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, okay. So let's on. move on to Akatar. Mm-hmm. For those of you guys who don't know, that's a Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Maas. Um, it's a very popular series. I mean, I think Sarah J. Maas is an epic bitch, but you know, everything about her just like makes me feel like she's a bitch. Don't, don't you feel thing. like she's a bitch? The fact that she writes the books drunk. I mean. I'm Scottish, so that's much less of a big deal here, honestly, because we do a lot of things drunk, but you know. Yeah, well, yeah, you guys drink to die. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, it's an act. Okay, so disclaimer, I recently read uh, one, two, and three of The Court of Throne and Roses. I could not continue because I literally was like, I can see how this was meant to be a trilogy. Anything more, she was forcing it. And it's clear from what I've heard in uh, Akasa is that she'd lost the plot, obviously, because she only planned for those three books. And she's like trying to make shit up now. Anyway. Hold on. Should we start this? Wait. No, it's fine. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a lot of problems with the book, obviously. I despise her world building uh, or lack thereof world building. She seems to just kind of like grab whatever is around her and like throw it into the book with no explanation. 
Like, let's talk about that famous can of soup scene. Where the fuck did a can come from? Okay, are they refining aluminum and Perithian and, like, actually having a cannery open? Like, where's the cannery? I I need to make a comment that we've only been friends for, like, two months and you've spoken to me about this four times. Yeah, I literally am still not over it. People act like these books are, like, the second coming of, like, I don't know, whatever God you believe in. Like, literally, I'm like, yo, these books have a lot of flaws. Like, let's move on. I mean, we can also talk about how Resand is a fake feminist. He is doing the bare minimum, you all. Bare minimum. And you guys are like, oh my God, he's such a feminist. Like, he moved out of his throne and let her sit once. Whoa. Who doesn't love a man who does the bare minimum, though? <laughs> love your toxic men. Yeah. I mean, of course, though, I hope that everyone who was super on his feminist side like I hope you guys turned against him when he lied to Farah about her pregnancy and threatened her life not to mention threatened Nesta for telling her the truth you know I love I hope that resand the feminist message died in Akasif sorry it's true here's the thing and you're gonna roll your eyes at this because I know you are right when I was reading Akatar the first book I, from the start, was like, if the love interest is Tamlin, I will yeah. stop reading because I can't be fucked with him. And then <laughs> when Rosand came into it, I was like, daddy. But, <laughs> right, I just want to say, <laughs> Rosand in the first book was extremely hot. Okay? okay, yes. When he was like going through her mind at mm. the spring court, whoa. I mean, just like everything about him. I love morally gray. I like black characters, actually. Just like not even morally gray. Like people who just do things for the evil shit. Love them. Then she fucking went and made him some baby back bitch in like uh, Akamath where he did everything for the greater good. Whatever. Fuck you. I mean, honestly, like when we got to Akamath and the second that Cassian was on page, I was like, lol resantu because <laughs> because he's the himbo of my dreams okay yes we stand himbos in this house okay Toxic we love himbos cassian is king himbo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean even though i have never had a problem with nesta i know a lot of people hated her yeah she was deliberately a bitch whatever um but you know whatever so cassian love him I mean, okay. Oh no. This is going to be hold very on. Oh no, hold on. I don't think they're ready for this. I don't think they are, but they'll have to fucking deal. I fucking hate Asriel. Okay. And it's out there. Do you know the amount of hate we're gonna get for this fucking episode? I don't even care, honestly. Because the fact that people worship the ground he walks on, he is the worst spy master. In the history of time, bitch should be fired, okay? He didn't know about the army brewing on Highburn. He didn't know about the wall about to fall. He literally, any spy-related intel, he did not have. He well, was we talk about the fact that he's been in love with Moore for, like, 500 years and doesn't know that she is, like... Gay? Yes. Gay. Okay, like, literally, you're a spy master. You haven't figured out... She's literally living at a gay bar. And he hasn't put two and two together that she likes women. Like... I also, so, 
I appreciate all of like the fan theories that he's like going to be this major dom. Oh I'm god. Like, I'm like I don't think so. <laughs> um let's talk about okay. Do you guys really want to read Sarah J Mass write a dom? Because it's going to be worse than 50 shades. 100%. 100%. You know it will be. I mean I mean yeah. But and for the record, I don't give a fuck who Azrael ends up with. I would love if, like, he has said less than Elaine. And people are like, oh, my God, he's so hot. He's so mysterious. And they're all like, Elaine can go eat a, like. Okay, right. I'm going to stop you right there. Like, I'm going to stop you right Okay, you're first, sexist. First of all, no, no, I, no. Because I don't really care about either Elaine or Azrael. So I don't really give a fuck. Either. But, right? I really want Azrael to be with um, Gwen. I don't even care. Yeah, I like that's my that's my ship, honestly. But I mean, I obviously, the way Sarah writes that you know Elaine and Lucian, like she's all about the mates. I know, but I really don't want Lucian to be with Elaine. I know you want him to be with Vera. Oh, I don't want you, Vera. I'm just right. Let me just say, the hottest scene in Akawar was when Lucian and Vera hug. Okay, it was really hot, and Jeanette ruined it for me, and I will never forget. Yes. Because she was like trying to read it to me. I'm like, okay. So I am obviously also an author and I love writing male perspective. That's my specialty is I write male perspective. Um, my writing partner writes a female perspective. I write really messed up men. So I said, if I was writing Lucian's perspective as he's hugging Farah, he would be thinking about what's closest to Farah, his actual mate. So he's thinking about Elaine in that part, most likely. I'm just you know? saying, right? His hand was like in her hair and like she was thinking wearing like this like lingerie. Thinking about oh. Elaine. Right. Do you know what, Jay? You and I are about to fall out, honestly. <laughs> just about to bridge and get over it. I mean, we can go into the whole train wreck that was Akawar. Okay. Right, I will not have any bad words about the High Lords meeting. That was the best thing okay. in all of the books. Oh, wait, have you been on TikTok and heard the careful how you speak about why? Yes, I, I have, yes. Okay. The High Lords meeting, flawless, okay? When Tamlin showed up, I was like this, sinking down in my chair <laughs> like I could somehow avoid what he was saying, right? Okay. <laughs> but the fact that I had to wait 400 pages of them talking about it what the fuck yeah no Sarah seems to love i mean one i we haven't even talked about this but her info dumps are just fucking annoying like we will talk about that more in crescent city honestly oh yeah info dump she literally relies on the info dumps constantly 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 um not just that it's like she loves wasting readers time on purpose yeah, because what I'm gonna what I'll say, so I don't know if I agree with you necessarily on the Aquar thing because I really enjoyed the bit where she was back at the Spring Court. I thought it was oh, no after that. I'm talking that between her leaving the Spring Court and the High Lords meeting. I there's like can't remember what happened in that. Exactly. In there's that like 300 pages. Yeah, I can't honestly remember. But what really pisses me off was those 300 pages would have been better used after for the battle, which we got like none of. Oh, you mean when Farah just sat there and didn't do shit? Yeah. Or like when Moore decided that was a really great time for her to like come out to a girl she barely spoke to? I, 
I mean, that whole, the book from Morrigan was not great, honestly, because I still don't know why she's called the Morrigan. I mean, I don't know either. Uh, Sarah takes a lot from mythology. The Morgan in mythology is like this epic battle goddess. Like she kick ass. I don't get that feeling from more. But they just keep saying like, oh, Moore's just like super powerful, but they're not backing it up. Yeah. Uh, she didn't do anything during the war. I do not like that they that Sarah used her sexuality to affect a male's plotline rather than more. Yeah. You know, like she had to, she was using this opportunity to come out as an explanation of why she can never be with Azrael, which who fucking cares about Azrael? Not you. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that guy. Um, and I think the other thing about more is that like, I feel like the character, I think she could be a really good character, but she was wasted in Akaseth because she was not there the whole time. She was like yeah. on missions. Um, I mean, we can also talk about how, okay, the battle was what, a hundred pages. That's Nothing right. made sense in that battle. No. Farrah didn't fight for some fucking reason. No one can explain that to me. I could not have rolled my eyes harder when Resan died. Because, like, fuck you, Sarah. Like, it literally, I hate that she took this special, amazing, once-in-a-lifetime thing that she gave to Farah in book one and gave it to Resan too. Like, fuck you. Do you know the thing that's never made sense about that to me? And people are probably going to contradict me on this, right? And I don't care. So what I don't understand was the reason I think it worked with Farah was because she never had power to begin with. Or at yeah. least in my head, that's why it worked. Because yeah. she and he's immortal. supposed to be the most powerful of all of them. Yeah, so I, I and, so, and people go, oh yeah, it's because Pharaoh was there. Pharaoh is not more like, like fuck you. She doesn't have the equivalent of power that Resan does, as Sarah has made abundantly clear. She, God forbid, any woman is more powerful than Resan in these books. I know. And like, also, if we're talking about power, what the shit? Why could she not use her powers when she was pregnant to turn herself into an Illyrian form until she had the baby? Um. Yeah, that's some fucking bullshit. I mean, we can talk about the Punnett Square, you know, like I did an actual Punnett Square about this, trying to figure out why the fuck their kids would have wings. Okay, because let's talk about how he's only half Illyrian. So that makes the Illyrian as the recessive trait because he's a hybrid. And her shape-shifting, that's a spring court trait. That doesn't give her, like, change her fucking genetics. Okay, so their kid would not genetically have wings. Yeah, he wouldn't. Okay. Also, the <laughs> fact that Rhysand doesn't have wings normally also doesn't make sense. He does have wings normally. And he what? Uses his shadows to hide them? He, he cloaks them. Yeah. He always has wings. That doesn't make any sense. Is he knocking shit over? Like, he's like, <laughs> no, you know, like no, moving he like, and then he's he like, oh yeah, fuck. I'm sure he always has wings. Now you're making me question it. No, because she's hugged him and talked about, like, his back. And now, I'm, oh, you know, now I'm going to have to fucking read them again. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, because she was surprised when she shot his wings for the first time. Yeah, but I'm... But then he said something about not showing them. I don't fucking know, right? I, I'm going to have to read them again, honestly. Why have you yeah, done whatever. Thing? Doesn't matter. The fact oh, that he... I'm going to read them like, to you. You're not going to read them to me. Okay? In their entirety. You think Slowly. I want to get through that fucking info dump again? Yeah. Okay. So on on the topic of resand, let's go into uh, talking about Nesta. Who? Yeah, I love how Akasif gave her this amazing arc. You know, started with the Valkyries, which, like, again, Sarah stole from mythology, but whatever. Um, you know, like 
And then, of course, at the end, like, let's give away her power to give her flexible pelvises. Okay. <laughs> I'm not over that flexible pelvis. I mean, the thing that I never got about Nesta was <laughs> that she had this moment at the end of Akawar where her and Cassian were like, they looked good, right? And they looked like they were on track. And then all of a sudden, in Frost and Starlight, she was all of a sudden fucking raging at him for absolutely no reason. Oh yeah. And I get that it was maybe like like a delayed trauma response. I don't know, right? But, but still. I was just a bit like, this is a right 180. Like, this is a lot. I mean, I it always bothered me that she acted like she was the only one who went through trauma. You know? Yeah, I know. Because actually, like, like Elaine had the most to lose yeah like Nesta no one one gives that justification I I hate how everyone hates Elaine sorry not sorry but if you love Asriel and hate Elaine you're a sexist we're moving on I don't hate Elaine I just don't really care about her but I I just think that like because in Akaseth they're like every like 75 pages or something it's written that oh Elaine's gardening and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like okay (laughs) she's like i think she was like clocking her like where like hey that's where she is right now yeah she's gardening like okay well yeah yeah like happy for her that's like i mean it's not like asriel was spying at the time considering he can't do shit asriel was spying at the time oh my god he was spying on that queen whose name i've forgotten um because they thought that because the queen had one of the um oh Fucking hell, I can't remember what. Talking about Vasa, Queen Vasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not Vasa. No, um, I can't remember her name. The Queen, because she had one of the the trove. Oh, she you had mean the, the basic like bullshit that Sarah had to invent because she'd already done her epic big bad in uh that in Akawar and had to kind of think of a good plot for the new one. Yeah, do you want to hear the best bit though? What? So Nesta makes like <laughs> death weapons. I love that. But yeah, of course, no, she got to give that power away. I think the death weapon still magical works. magical wish. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, I'm really scared to bring this up, but do you want to talk about Amran? Oh. I wish you could see the like deadpan look that I just gave Alex, but Amran is literally like, I fucking hate Amran. I have since she showed up, I hated that she was just there as like some fucking like oh yeah suddenly she's gonna jump in the cauldron and whatever and basically she was drinks blood for no reason it's never explained like you have no idea what Amrin was because Sarah's just like whatever YOLO moving on and especially like, now that Amrin's just Faye like yeah it's never gonna no, be there's, like it's not gonna be talked about like she was like whatever before like melding herself with a fey body she had to drink blood and she was a bitch and that's pretty much all you know and another reason that she didn't fight for some reason in the battle again like fuck you also the fact that the book of breathings was fucking useless and you wasted my fucking time at that court trying to get that one half of it no tarquin is my baby okay i do love tarquin he's i hated that Sarah went through that whole thing about like, oh, they could have been friends or whatever, and then not doing that. I love Tarquin. I... He's just Sarah a, had a lot of like wasted moments. What? 
She has a lot of wasted moments. That yeah, she I know. I like, did. This is the thing, though. This is the thing. She's so good at characters that she gives you all of these characters that are like very interesting and like have got a lot of depth, and then she just fuck all with them. Yeah. So like we've got like Helion, and he could have a really interesting arc, especially because he's like Lucian's dad, potentially yep. the mate of the the Lady of Autumn. Like, no, he's not the mate of the Lady of Autumn because her mate is the High Lord of Autumn. That's is that why her mate, though. Or are they not just yeah. married? No, they're mates. Fuck, I really need to reread these. I think they're mates. Now I'm gonna like look this up. I'm pretty sure they're mates, and that's like well, another example of why I, they shouldn't be. My like ideal situation would be that Helion um and the High Lord of Autumn, Baron, um, have like the blood, the what do you call it? The blood duel. I really want that to happen. A blood duel, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really want that to happen. Um, also, while you're doing that, because I know that you don't know about this, I got to the end of, um, Akaseth, the bit where they're all going to, like, the dad's grave, and I genuinely had this moment where I was like, wait a minute, was I supposed to care that he died? Um, I mean, honestly, I did not care about that guy. Because, <laughs> like, I got to it, and, like, there was this, like, emotional moment, and I was like, um. Was that was this a thing? I can't I can't remember. But honestly, Akasif was so fucking long that like if there was any mention of the dad, it was like Honestly, the fact that it was so long and it was mostly smut and it was not even like good smut. It, you know? it was mostly angst. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus, Nesta. Like I love you, but you have well, I don't know. Okay, I'm not it doesn't say if they're mates or not. But I think they are. I mean, because I think might... it's supposed to be an example of like another reason that she included mates only to say like, ha lol, it only works for Resand and fucking Farah. So I just always, well, I don't know, I'm, I've maybe read it wrong, but I always thought that the reason that her and Baron got married was because she was like effectively sold to Baron. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Because her family are so powerful and they knew that, that, would, that they would make powerful offspring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but still. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I Yeah. I mean, it's like something that would be explained in a later book, but who knows, considering Farah. I just, I, mean, I really think Farah, not Farah. Um, how come I just realized that their names sound the same? Whose names? Farah and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. Like, wow. Okay. Um. I mean, knowing Sarah, she probably will forget about it. And I yeah. also don't like that, like, Helian's this fucking chaotic bisexual, and of course they give it, like, like, they make him already in love with a woman. I'm like, that's kind of lame. And the one person he sleeps with in the books at the moment is more. Yeah. Like, I, come on. What the fuck? <laughs> Sarah, goddammit. I know. Although I was speaking to some um, friends from Mox and Cox Book Club. Love you guys. Um, and oh, yeah. Of course, we can't forget our shout out to Mox and Cox, obviously. Mox and Cox. I've got shout outs to make later because, <laughs> because people were like, I want a shout out. So, we, like, so someone was saying to me um, that they don't love the idea of Sarah writing a queer smut scene. And to be honest, I do get it. I mean, I don't like the idea of her writing a BDSM sex scene. So yeah, a queer sex scene, I get that. Yeah, like I... 
I think it could be done really poorly. Um, and so I think would be like, oh, oh. I think they've set they're setting up for more in Emery, and I just, I just really hope that. Well, I don't know why I'm hoping this because I don't know that will happen. But I just want them to get like what they deserve because they're. Like, I mean, it's probably be off scene. She oh, it's not going to be fade to black, is it? Won't write a book for them, please. No, it's not going to. I don't think they're going to get a book. Though I think it'll be like mentioned that like more and uh, Emery have been hanging out more and more, and that you know they might get a novella. God forbid. Oh, Although, should we talk about the novella? Let's talk about the novella. Okay. Let's talk about this infamous scene where Resan ejaculates <laughs> to the image of his child. I mean, Sarah, you went too hard. <laughs> <laughs> went too hard. And I mean, like, I don't know. The, her sex scenes are just horrific. Let's say, like, Velvet Rap Steel. His growls of pleasure muted out the sounds of the dead and the dying. <laughs> what the fuck? But like, that, is, that scene, though, I was just like, right now, I think no. after it, like, I just, I read the scene, right? And I think it ends like the chapter. And I just like put the book to it. And I was like, did he just, did he just come looking at a picture of his future child? Yeah. Like, Pharaoh's like, look at our babies. Like, shoots him a picture in his head. Right as he's like on the verge, and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> and I was like, literally, Ashley read us that scene, and we were having this debate on like whether it was cute or not. I was like, "It is fucking weird." Okay, like we, we, we need to take a minute though, right? Because I know that you don't like Rusand, right? Nobody hates them more than you. But no, Farah all more than Ashley. Ashley, sure. love you, Ashley. Um, Farah also came at that image too. Yeah, because she's fucked up too. They're both fucked up. Let's not forget that, okay? Yeah. Let's not forget that. Everything about it is just fucking weird. I mean, I could honestly go on and on about Akatar. The world building's terrible. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why are there only High Lords and Perithian and not on the continent? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think the continent has been like... I don't... It's like... What what happens on the continent exactly what happened was there this huge epic battle and like the only people that came from the continent were fucking the mortals who were not on their side yeah exactly. and why were why were all the mortals on the continent and not on Earthian? that didn't make sense to me either no i also feel like we need to discuss though um the durian lucian vasa thruple of no, everyone there's no way there's no way I mean, I mean, do I really love the idea of Lucian getting pegged? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Do I love that? Thousand percent. Would love like him going down on Jurian as he's getting pegged by Vasa. Love that. Is it like? Is it universally acknowledged that Lucian's a bomb? Yes. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I feel like he could be like a still water runs deep. You can be a top and still like getting pegged. Rude. I think he would be a bomb. Wow. Have you seen how he re- interacts with Aline? He's like, I mean, he's very tender. Yeah. 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 Come on. Very tender, which is why no one likes them together. Oh my God. Can I go, can I go off script a little bit? Not that our script's very like f- subtle. We don't have a script. We d- I, I don't know. I was going to pull up fine and I forgot. 
Go, yes, go off script. Can we can we do some cracked chips? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Because your cracked chips are fucked up. No. They're not, they're not fucked up. They're so good. No. I hate you. No. We're not doing that because that's fucking weird. And you just like devastating yourself is what it is. What do you mean? You just like like devastating yourself and making yourself sad about it. Um, no. Anyway, we should probably move on to Crescent City. Ugh. Do you see how she bosses me around? She fucking <laughs> she bosses me around. Oh my this god. This is my whole life. Okay, Crescent City. Let's talk about it. So, first of all, I enjoyed Crescent City. I thought it was very good. I found the first 300 pages extremely challenging because it's just information. Yeah, it's an info dump. That's like what it's she's famous for. I know, but it's like it's a slog. But then it does get very, very good. Um again, characters are, you know. Yeah. Um, Bryce is just this like really sassy, amazing person. Um, but if I see one more fan art where she's skinny, I'm gonna lose my shit. She's not skinny. She's not That's skinny. Really she's supposed to be that. really curvy, like really quite curvy. That's like when you see Poppy and she's always skinny. I'm yeah, like, I know. I know. It really fucks me off. Like, like why are you guys washing people? I know. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Bryce is just like this like complete badass. Hunt. Oh, God. I mean, we should always talk about how the first love interest is never the end game with okay. Sarah. Yeah, I know, but I will say I will riot if she doesn't end up with Hunt because that Aegis guy that people are like, oh, it's definitely going to be him. No, no. I but, mean, Rowan wasn't introduced for like six books, so right. Rowan was in the um, air fire. I air hate fire. that. I know that. Because I told you, because I love him. I hate that. I know that. So, do you know the thing about Aegis, though? I actually picture him to look like Lothair. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I know that, like, I've got, like, this love interest trauma when reading, like, Sarah G. Mass books, but I really want Hunt to be Endgame because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I wish you guys could see her face because she's got like these huge eyes and she's like literally like I want him to be endgame so bad. <laughs> I mean, okay, I will give the fact that she did write it, part of it in his perspective, right? Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. But also, right, here's here's my theory, okay? At the start of the book, she's dating someone, okay? Mm-hmm. Love interest one. He was boring as fuck. No one gives a I can't even remember his name. The second guy was named Connor, right? And he was one of, like, the werewolf people. Mm-hmm. And he died. But yeah. Bryce was, like, in love with him. And he was in love with her. That could be love interest, too. So technically... Oh, my God. Technically, Hunt is love interest number three. Technically. Technically. Wouldn't that make uh, Tamlin not love interest number one for a pharaoh, though? Because Tamlin was that- wasn't love interest number one. There but that, love- would, that would then track. Because in Throne of Glass... Rowan was her third love interest, right? Rissand was Farah's third love interest. Yeah. So it tracks. We'll see. I mean, I mean we'll see. I know. I just, I just love I don't trust her writing a male perspective, sorry. And see that when he's watching the Sunball game and he's, 
He's calling the baseball cap. <laughs> oh my god. I love him. He's my baby. Um, you have so many babies. Right. <laughs> Do you want me to simp or not? What do you want from me? This okay. Is, like, you guys should know that Alex is Queen Simp of Simp Island. She rules there very, like, simply. I love that. Simply. Okay. Simply. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? So I haven't read Crescent City, obviously. I've heard there's 17 characters you got to keep track of. I mean, I didn't count them. Yeah, that's too much for me. Info dumping with my ADHD. Peace out, bitch. Um, I you mean, love Rin, though. always like, oh, it's like, it sounds like it's going to be the new throne of glass or whatever. And like, so I'm sure that's why you love it. But it's, it was, it's good. Like, it's one of those ones that I think I would struggle to reread because of the info dump. <clears throat> but it was very good. The fact that she does info dumping and then like deliberately like disregards the info dump. I know. Like, I think I honestly think she forgets though, because it's like yeah, she forgets. But um, also the first book, I don't know how many pages it is. It's like nearly a thousand pages, I think, right? And her and Hunt don't have sex, right? <laughs> At the blue balls, <laughs> and then I get, and then we get this like this like quote about like the blurb for the new book, and then yeah. the word platonic is used. Oh. excuse you no no i did not read 900 pages of your fucking info dump to wait more in book two <laughs> i need pnv and i need it now we like spicy books obviously yeah well <laughs> i mean i do like how we had an episode d- dedicated to a famously ya author but you know no wait this episode yeah she's not ya it's not yes, it is. Drone of Glass started off YA and it kind of was YA throughout, but her other books weren't YA. Yes, they were. How? They were deliberately YA. They're all categorized as YA. Look it up. Crescent City's not YA. Oh, that's what they said. No, they're like, oh, Crescent City's going to be NA or whatever. New adult. No, Crescent City is not YA. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Sorry, that was so angry. <laughs> make sure to join us next week for uh the blood blow job and the primal kink and we'll be talking about my extreme love presley cole which i have converted alex to my religion can i just say cole. yeah that jay made me read lothair and i just <laughs> finished it yesterday she has a book hangover i am not okay <laughs> and i don't know if i ever will be again so um I think we're going to try and record this episode ASAP so that I still feel this way when we talk about Lothair. Yeah, we'll probably record it right after this. But anyway, we love you all. I hope you guys like Scottish Last Reads and uh, Gets Roasted by me. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I need to do a shout out. Hi, Kelsey. You're amazing. And also, um, you need to keep telling Jay how amazing Rahosh is. Okay. Rahosh is just whatever. Anyway, (laughs) I have very controversial opinions. All right. Sorry. Anyways, love you all. See you next week. Love you. Bye.